Bye. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Nikki. Hello. We can see our faces it's, in lifetime. This is weird. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to get used to it, like, but it will be fine. Yeah, so we're doing a special episode, obviously, whoever is here or not here or you're here in the future. Uh, we're live streaming this. We normally, we can't, we have recorded via video a few times. Yeah. But not often. <laughs> you get to see the amount of times that we don't know what we're talking about and I just have to edit that out. But you get to see it without the edits in, well, which will be fun. To be honest, it's not always, not always edited out, but it's fine. It's not, I'm not <laughs> that good at my job. But yeah, we hope you hope that you enjoy it either way. If you're seeing this now or in the future. Yeah. It's very warm. That is one thing I will preface in the start oh, of this yeah. episode. We have a fan, so we can hear the fan. I'm really sorry. Um, we are talking about... What are we talking about today? Shopkeepers. We're talking about shopkeepers, shopkeepers. which is one that you've wanted to do for so long. I don't know why. Every opportunity. I'm just really excited about doing shopkeepers. I'm like, Steph, what do you want to do each week? And you're like, shopkeepers? I'm like, okay, we'll finally do shopkeepers. Finally talk. Well, you know when you've just got a list in your head, mm. I mean, of, of things you like. I've got a few. That's 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 shopkeepers for me. This is this yours. Week. This is my week. That's okay. Mine will be the next one. It'll be something outrageous that Good. you hate. Yeah, shopkeepers. It's an interesting one. Uh, merchants, effectively. It's, it's a weird topic. Yeah, it's not a normal topic. I don't know if anybody's ever thought about their favourite shopkeepers. The reason we most like um, shopkeepers is most because of our... Our Lord and Savior Beetle. Beetle. Beetle will appear in this episode. Yeah. Maybe in more ways than one. Before we get on to Beetle yeah. and a bit more information, should we do some news? We don't have much news, but we've got a little bit of news. If we've got news, news is happening. I have exciting you news have a drop. things for you. It's all right? to see, and I'm so excited because I've not seen this. Brace yourselves oh, no. for the five minutes on Movie Maker that it took me five to Five minutes? <laughs> well, no, I meant it took in. me five minutes oh, to okay. make it. Not I thought it was a five minute news drop. No, that would be amazing <laughs> though. Next time. All right. Next time. Doing it. So our news this week is just that we have a new Patreon um, subscriber pledger, which yep. is awesome because we said we're always going to shout that out if we get a new one. Um, and that is actually Philip J. Reed who joined us on our last episode, which is awesome. Um, he, of course, has a book coming out soon. I don't know if it's out yet. I can't remember if he's there. If, you, if you're listening, let us know. Please tell us. Uh, there is an evil book, um, which is published by Boss Light Games. So definitely check it out. Nice. Um, and that's all the news, apart from the fact that we're in a heat wave and we're sweating. Yeah, it's probably not the... Uh best time to be doing this with like two monitors on us and like lights and all oh, sorts no. but it will be fine right it's okay we might just get a bit warm we might have a break in the middle um but i hope Ooh. you can all understand that yeah we're hydrating yes we're trying to hydrate but yeah so obviously on to the episode if you haven't been here yeah. for, for a while in the last five minutes we're doing shopkeepers yeah um just gonna preface this if you have never listened to us before um we do top fives we do our top five uh various things in video games um so i have five nikki has five we don't know what these are beforehand so we may have crossovers mm-hmm. and in which case um we normally have lots of fun noises from beadle an actual shopkeeper yeah. so i mean whether he's gonna make it in this list is a mystery and is an unknown right now yeah but he's gonna interrupt us if we do which is oh! like that just, just like, like that. that so yeah that's uh that's what we're gonna do mm-hmm yeah Okay, well, I think that's about all the normal intro, like, crap that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So, should we just get into the top get five? I have more clips. I've, I'm sorry, guys. I've just, I've exhausted this with clips today, but I'm having a great time. Okay. So, here you go. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? A three-headed monkey. Let's go. We're back. That was the things. Sorry, I have to keep taking my headphones out because I can't hear those things. Um, it's your turn to go first, I think, this week. It is. So I want to say that I don't think I've got a very good list of shopkeepers. Yeah. Normally, I'm quite proud of my list. I'm not proud this week. I'm proud of my top three, but I'm not proud of my top five because mm. it's weird. It's a weird topic to think of shopkeepers. Like, it's not something that comes to your head naturally. In my opinion, I know you think about this a lot because you just love a shopkeeper daily. Your, your no, shopkeeper I, down the road is just sick of you. I know. 
I love Graham. Um, no, I think what it is for me for shopkeepers is I played a game fairly recently and it was the, in it was a shopkeeper that I really enjoyed. Okay. And that's what made me think of this list. And then the rest of this was okay. It wasn't easy. Scouring the internet, everyone seemed to have the list of the same five people. Yeah. I don't know if you had that. No, I, I did. And a lot of them I hadn't played, so I couldn't really... Mm. So my, my mine are a bit weird. So starting with this one, um, my number five is The Merchant from Resident Evil 4. Oh, Stranger. Yes. So I haven't actually played Resident Evil 4 very much. Yeah. So I hear a lot of you being like, Nikki, you mentioned that I haven't played it very much, but I played it enough to know who the merchant was. And there's something about the merchant that I just love. And the fact that his name is just called the merchant, he doesn't even have a name, which is hilarious in itself. Yeah. Um, he's a Ganado pseudo character, which is basically like the weird people that are like, I don't know if there's something wrong with their brains. Mm. They're, they're like half zombie people, you know. The, you know the they're people. Kind of, yeah, he does not. He doesn't look well. No, so he is one of them, but he seems to be all right. Like he's coping with life, and he's yeah. obviously decided that he's going to um, set up a shop. And he like you can sell shit, you can purchase items. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we don't we don't know his name, and that's that's all he does. <laughs> there's not even much to him. But sometimes it's not for each other. But he has some great voice lines. This is one of the reasons why I picked him because yeah. he has some fantastic voice lines. But also, I like him because I think in the game he creates a really nice like respite. Yeah, from you know, you're going for all this like shit and fighting stuff, and, but he's always there mm. and you can count on him. But the weird thing is, is he time travels a lot. Like he'll be one place and then like somehow he's somewhere before you've even got there. So he's quite okay. impressive. You know, he's one of those where it's like, mate, how did you... Yeah, like, I left you back there. Like, and I've been through... And to get this way, you have to have gone through like 5,000 zombies to get here. But you get here without a scratch. Yeah, and I hate something, those something quite mysterious. I like it. Yeah. I don't know why. It's comforting. So he's a nice comfort. You can always rely on him. Um, he also runs a shooting range in a local oh. castle. As I said, he has all these places. He's just, he's a very mysterious guy. A lot of fingers in many pies. Yeah, and I, yeah. I kind of like the mystery of the merchant. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone has always been confused about who he is and what he's doing. Mm. And why, why he isn't infected, but is just decided to not be an asshole and try and like kill you. He's decided to monopolize on the apocalypse, effectively, which I respect. I mean, that's a that's a business sense, <laughs> right? Like that is. He saw all these other business. like crazy infected people just running around, and he was like, you know, what? I'm not going to be one of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell some shit. Yeah, I'm not scared for my life. I'm just gonna scared to not make money. I I appreciate that. He wears a, a long black coat. He looks quite mysterious. I suppose we should have put some like imagery up on here that oh, we're not yeah. good enough apparently just yet, but maybe life. in the future. Um, he he does look quite scary though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever seen little bits of him in the giant coat. And he's a bit like a watch sale, like a, you know, I say a watch salesman. I've never seen them before where they have the coat full of stuff. He just opens it up right. like, with, with basically body parts inside. Yeah. yeah. Bit bit dodgy. They but... always claim that these people exist in real life, but I've never seen one. I've never seen They're someone down a dark alleyway. Oh, I've not spent enough nice. time down there. Okay, good to know. Um, there's always a blue flame as well. And so mm -hmm. I think whenever you see that blue flame, it's quite nice because you're like, oh, safety. Yeah. Stop weapons good things he, you know he sells you weapons and they're pretty good mm -hmm. they're pretty good weapons um he's just always there when you need him and obviously yeah. second the main reason why i picked him is his voice yeah would you like to do an impression i've got to, i've got to think of a line um I, i've got, got a lot of good things on sale stranger. <laughs> amazing but my favorites are like what are you buying oh yeah what are you selling what are you buying i'll buy it for a high price <laughs> and the nice thing as well is he he says really nice things to you, which I couldn't remember. But he's like, a, he says like, that's an awesome choice, stranger. And he's really like nice about, about the things that you're buying. And yeah. he's just quite an encouraging. My favorite line is where he laughs and go. He goes, thank you. I don't know why. I just like. I like, I like good vocal one. shopkeepers. Yeah, just like a vocal welcoming into the shop. Yeah. slash good choice. Because not enough shopkeepers, I think, in this day and age. Congratulates you on a good choice. No, exactly. It's and always it's like nice. you're buying this. Thing. I need that in my life. Yeah. I need someone to, you know, be like, well done. Yeah, I think so. I think my favorite thing about this particular character is the um, Mega 64 YouTube video that's about him. One of my facts oh, is right. one of the Sorry, reasons why, that's right, one of the reasons why we love the merchant is because of a YouTube channel. They're still going, the Mega 64. Mm. They're quite popular now. But back in the day when we were probably about 20, because it was maybe like 10 years ago, this video came out. A while ago, yeah. And they would like dress up as video game characters and like go around like the real world and just pretend. It would really fuck people up. But yeah, one of the guys dressed yeah. up as the merchant and was just running on people in the streets. Just, I definitely recommend searching it um, and just asking them if they want, what are they buying and what are they selling? And it was yeah. just, it was just hilarious. And it's just the way he appeared because he was quite a big guy. Like, 
compared to everyone else. And he just approached them with his coat and like, I've got a lot of good things on sale, stranger. And they were like, as he was opening the coat, thinking, oh God, this man is going to flash me. And then it's just like realizing it's just some kind of joke. And they're like, oh, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's just, it's just comedy gold. And ever since then, it's just made me him my favorite. Um, I need to, I want to stream Resident Evil 4 as well at some point. And I'd like, I'd like to do that and interact with the, with the merchant a bit more. My other fact, which isn't very interesting, really, is just that you can kill him. Oh, you can kill him in the game. His body will not fade. He will always spawn in that spot after some time, but only in like the normal modes. But in the professional difficulty, so like the hardest difficulty, will just never come back. Oh man! So if you, you murder, murder him, him he's, he's, that's it. You get he's no dead. no yeah. supplies. So, um, oh. yeah, and that's it. Really, I couldn't really get much on him. A lot of people yeah. were on the internet discussing who the, who the hell he is, his real identity. But I think we just have to know that he's just an infected who just wants to make some cash. Yeah, I think that's fair. Respect. Yeah, gotta respect that. Uh... That's my number five. I like it. That's a very good number five. Um, My number five is um, from Undertale. It's called Burger Pants. Uh Mm -hmm. I wanted to mention about this. So I'm currently playing for Undertale. And I haven't met the shopkeeper, like any of the good shopkeepers yet. But I've seen them online. I I wanted to put them on interventions because I was like, I know that they're good, but I've just not met them yet. Yeah, so uh, Burger Pants is right at the end. He's the last shopkeeper that you get before the final boss. So he sells really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but he is quite expensive. You can buy like a really, really thing, but he's one of the best. He's just a joy. His, um, he works at basically a burger place. It's kind of dressed up like a little burger thing. And he nice. looks like an orange cat thing. Like, you know, I'm, it's, I see, yeah, yeah, it's, I like it. it's like it's an look. orange cat like monster. And he wears a tiny hat, like one of those, if you worked in an old fashioned burger place, you wear one of the tiny paper hats as you serve people. That's kind of his, his garb. Um, and as you talk to him, he's like typical Undertale, like you can talk to everybody and they always have like really interesting things to say. But Burger Pants seems to have some of the best stuff to talk about. Um, he's like super stressed out all the time and isn't quite sure what he's doing with his life. He wanted to be an actor, which for some reason people think is like the reason it, he does all the faces. So when you're talking to him, he will change his facial expression just constantly into some really heinous looking like horrible faces Why? it doesn't explain it yeah it just it's never explained he just really likes making those crazy is that a bit crazy faces. A bit it can spooky? a little bit it's a little bit you know like a ren and stimpy cartoon it's yeah. like those kind of faces quite when they dark, can talk yeah. but but it's also quite funny like when you're talking to him he just does the weird faces um <laughs> But yeah, he just he hates his job, but also like wants to serve you glam burgers, which is what they're called. Um, yeah, so you can buy those glam burgers. Um, the a reason if you talk to him again, so he kind of explains where the name Burger Pants came from. It's a great name. I know. I'd give, it, I'd give him a top five list just for that. So the fact, one of my facts is it's not actually his name, uh, Burger Pants. That's just a, a nickname. <laughs> and this is how he got this nickname. So he was like, apparently some chicks came in when he was younger, when he was still a teenager working at the fast food restaurant and tried to... Um, ask him to give them some some burgers for free, basically. So he he agrees, and he oh. takes a bunch of burgers out into the back alley. And as he and the alley with the chicks, uh, his boss comes out and is like, well, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he drops like two burgers out of his pockets. Like, "Oh God, I've dropped my burgers." So he goes to why is he got burgers in his pocket? I don't because he was taking them out to get to give them to the people. Oh, he was so being he's nice. He's stuffed... so he put them in his pants. Well, oh, he's put we he's... say pants. Sorry, I hear yeah. I hear pants. In in Britain, we think pants are like underwear. So... Oh yeah, sorry, trousers. Trousers. He's put them in his trousers pockets. Um, but the problem is he's put loads in. He's put he's put too many burgers in his pants. Basically, mm. um, he with the two that he bends over to go and get that he's dropped. <laughs> His pants fall down with the weight of all the burgers in his pants. So he, uh, yeah. So everybody laughs at him okay. and then for name him Burger Pants. <laughs> burger Pants. I mean, it's a simple name, but it works. Yeah. And once you know the story, this is great. And this is why I like him because you talk to him for long enough and he tells you this story um, and while pulling some terrible, terrible faces. Um he has some good quotes as well. Like he'll to when he's talking to you, he'll also say, if you try and sell him anything, he will um, basically just yell at you and be like, why is this person trying to sell me things? This is a hamburger restaurant. I'm just trying to survive. Like, okay, great. <laughs> I like it. Um, the only fact that I have about Burger Pants um, is that when you attempt to name yourself uh, B Pants at the start of the game, if you're trying to be oh. funny and you want to re- you know, can you can name your human child yeah. that you play as. If you try and name that, um, they will basically say to you as a response, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. 
when you shine into that one. So they're like really digging at, at poor Burger Pants. Yeah, Undertale are weird like that. From what I've, yeah. I've never, because I'd heard of Undertale and I really recently really started playing it and they've been freaking me out a little bit with some of the things that they say to me. Like they knew like I'd quit after a boss and all that kind of stuff. It's freaky, but yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they know things. They kind of play around with that. Mm. They're very like meta without being like yeah. super in your face about cool. it, but it, it works. But Burger Pants, you'll look forward to meeting Burger Pants yeah. at the end of the I think it looks like you scarred Lincoln about the, the burger, burger Pants incident. Yeah, Burger Pants is so scared for life over those. <laughs> um, you know, that's cool. it happens. People will put burgers in their pants and it's the world we live in. Yeah. I, have Actually, in my I, pants hope right now. I know they do it in Undertale, but I hope people don't put burgers in their pants in, in the UK because that would mean a different thing. That would be oh, like yeah. genital burger. I'm so sorry. I I do this to your top fives. I just bring absolute dirt <laughs> to your top fives. It's fine. It's fine. We're just we're just gonna skip over the fact that you talked just... about genital burgers. <laughs> genital burger sounds like an STD. Every like t- a step up from genital warts. It's like genital I know. burgers. Every time I think that I can let my family listen to my podcast, I say the word. <laughs> something like genital burgers and then i'm like nope that one that one's in the trash yeah we've grossed everybody out congratulations uh not yeah. family friendly i'm that's, sorry that's my um twitch is gonna ban us <laughs> inappropriate content i don't even know if we put an explicit tag on this well, we'll see. sorry children <laughs> you've learned a hard lesson today we should be in bed at 10 Four? to 5 maybe no maybe um sorry was there any more you wanted to say about burger pants no i think i'm done <laughs> i think I think that's enough. Well, it's a good pick, and I'm excited to meet Burger Pants in my playthrough. Of yeah. My number four, mm-hmm. if we're ready for that, oh. is one that, again, I kind of had to scrape the bottom of the barrel for. Mm. Not that I don't love this character, but it was just a, you know. Yeah. And that is Stiltskin for Final Fantasy Nine. Oh. Not when you picked? I did not pick Stiltskin. Stiltskin is in my honourable mentions, ah. but I did not pick him. I almost did, so I'm kind of glad I didn't now. So if anyone that doesn't know, um, Stiltskin is a reoccurring Moogle in the Final Fantasy series. Um, a travelling Moogle. A travelling Moogle salesman um, identified by his golden fur. I think he wears, like, a leopard skin hood or something. Yeah, he has, he? like, a little fancy hood. Yeah. It's basically leopard skin. And he wanders around the world, and he carries supplies. Um, he also sends letters to other Moogles throughout Gaia, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Like, and creates, like, Mulknet. Like, an email system, which is quite, you know, for its time. Again, quite the entrepreneur. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, like, lets bring you up to see with different goings on. But obviously, yep. he is a merchant, so um, he can sell the group, like, three items for a set price, I think, every time you meet him. He's got a little bundle. Um, and he claims the, the gill enables him to continue his journey, which I think is really nice. Like, he lets you know that, you know, this is really important and this is really helping me, which I think is nice. And um, it's not mandatory to buy the items, but he's just always there. And to be honest with you, the reason why I mentioned Stiltskin is just because he's a Moogle and he sells things. Because I just couldn't think of anything and I just thought he was cute. I have to say, like, Moogles in the Final Fantasy series, although cute and appear in, like, all of them, don't do anything in any of the other series other than this one that I can think of. No. And they don't really talk. They don't normally interact with you. They're normally no. just existent. Like, in 7, they're pretty much only in that video game that you play. 8. Are they yes. in 8? Do they do anything in 8? Don't know. can't remember. Okay. That's no. Not really. I think they, yeah. they're more present in later games, I think. But even then, like, if I'm thinking about 15, like, you see Moogles, but they don't do a whole bunch for you. They're just around. I they're remember in... where you see them. And I don't think they're real Moogles. I think they're just Moogles and everyone's in mm. Moogle suits. So they're more like little mascot-y cute things. And I mean, talking about, yeah, the the remake now, Final Fantasy VII, yeah. children address as Moogles, which is I just find weird. Yes, yeah, so we don't even um, have an actual Moogle we got. No. Girl just children Moogles, which are not the one. I mean, although I do want a Moogle onesie now. So Yeah. I mean, if you want to just have a Moogle in your own time, that's your own thing, you know? <laughs> What I do in the privacy of my own home is my business. Yeah, fair. Um, I don't, I, I said, I really don't have much more to say about silk skin, just apart from the fact that it's a Moogle and it's cute. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm only human, you know. That's fine. And um, I'm going to put them in for the same reason. The only fact that I've got is that I think silk skin does appear in other games. Oh. But I don't really know many of the other games that he appears in. But I did find out that he appears in Final Fantasy X 2, which we've discussed before. Oh. Um, and it's referenced, well, actually, I think it's more of a reference, actually, not, not an appearance, like, per se, but mm. um, it's referenced in a Brain Blast quiz game, apparently, that you can play. Um, and the question is, what company became famous for their sales copy? It's Moogle O'Clock, 
it's time to enjoy Moogle bread. And the answer is Stiltskin's Bakery. Apparently Stiltskin has a bakery, I don't know. And he expands out into a bakery. That's so yeah, he's, do, he's doing other things. That's that's really the only fact yeah. I've got. And um, you can also get a trophy, I think, from the later like remakes of Final Fantasy IX. I say mm. remakes, you know what I mean? Remasters. Yeah. Um, and it's the Hard Bargain Trophy. Um, it is a missable one. You can go back, apparently. But yeah, generally, if you want that trophy, you just got to buy all of the shit that he offers to you. And I don't, yeah, so Stiltskin's a bit of a weird one. Just cute. I've always loved Stiltskin. He's always my favorite person mm. in one of the like things when I play Final Fantasy IX is going around finding him and finding out like his little thing and reading the Moogle letters and stuff when you get them. Yeah. And his little inter- like again, like he actually has a little kind of almost side story that you follow because yes. he's just wandering around. And I think as well, I demand more Moogles. Yeah. In kind of like more important roles of Moogles in yeah. Final Fantasy games. I think that's fair. I know that they can be like summons and stuff. Um, or at least be a part of some summons. Yeah. It's like, you're not necessarily summoning a Moogle, but often it'll be like Chuck Chuck Moogle. Moogle. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think Silver Moogle was just quite a unique little little guy. Chuck-a-mog. So that's, yeah. that's it really. Yeah. Bit, bit of a quick one. But. No, it's a good one. I mean, number fours, number fours are an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my number four, I'm not sure if you might have this one. So I'm going to be interested to know whether you okay. have this person. Beetle might appear. Um, so I have my number four, um, Sandal from Dragon Age. <gasps> That's a crossover. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Beetle. I did not expect you to do that. I'm really like happy with you, and I like that we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> I picked but, Sandal. Well, I I put down Sandal and Bowden. Oh, okay. I just um, put Sandal because Sandal fascinates me. But... I I put them just both of them down because I know that he's emergent and they're both kind of merchants. But anyway, yeah. It's your it's your number four. Okay. Sorry, that was my angry face. That what was my, number did that I was my realization of you stolen my number two. Oh, my number two. I'm yeah. so sorry. Well, you can help me talk about it. Okay. Um. So as we were saying, Sandal is in Dragon Age. I've only played Dragon Age Origins, so that you can talk about mm. Dragon Age. Yeah. Beyond that for me, um, because I only know him from that one, and I loved him just in that one because he was just such a weird character. Um. So Sandal is a dwarf. Um, and he brought me a lot of joy during the Dragon Age playthrough that I yeah. did. Um, he he's basically a simple simple creature. I think is a fair fair term for poor Sandal. I think he's had some issue, maybe some like issues from the being underground. And yeah, there's something there's something going on with Sandal. I think is a good a good mm. description about that. Um, you you rescue him and his dad from Darkspawn while you're traveling along. And that's how they kind of join your party. Kind of, they just kind of join your encampment and then say, Hey, we'll do some enchantments and stuff for you. And some general like merchant kind of stuff. So Bowden's more the merchant side of things. And Sandal's yeah. more the enchanter. He kind for of, you. he adopted him when yeah. he found him, didn't he? And, and he's more of the seller and Sandal was really good at enchanting stuff. Yeah, so and it's never, more powerful. Yeah, never really explained why he has a sudden gift for enchantment. No. But he loves enchantment. Some of the only words he will say to you is enchantment, enchantment, not enchantment. I think that's like literally the three lines that he has. Yeah. Um, so when I say simple, he has two lines of text. Like he won't talk to you. No. But but I think that's it. It's just the simple thing of going over to someone and them just being like enchantment question mark, and you're like yes please, and he they're like so enchantment, cu- he and then he's so just, cute. Yeah, yeah. He gets really excited. He's like yeah enchantment. Yeah. He's adorable. Like he is lovely. He is. Um, and I, I think he's also got some really interesting things to him because at the end of Dragon Age. Uh, origins that i've played he appears in the like final i think it's like the final area is like fort draken or something like that in a room full of darkspawn like corpses so all the enemies like around him are just dead and he's just covered in blood and you're like how did you get in here well, he, he that was they're implying that he's murdered yeah. everyone <laughs> he's gone in there one it's like how did you get to this level of the tower because yeah. like we were saying we've just been in through the rest of the yeah. castle and it's been a fight to get there and then two, he's managed to murder an entire room of Darkspawn that I don't think we and he could just even says do at that enchantment. Point. Yeah, and then wanders off, and you're like, "What the fuck? How did you do this?" It's amazing. Um, so I don't know if he appears in the other Dragon Age games. I think he does, right? I think he, appears he does. From yeah, two to, to Inquisition. Yeah, I was just going to say about like why they think he's the way he is. I don't know if you had any notes on that. Um, not really. Like, I kind of saw some stuff um, from looking in. That's kind of how I know he's in other games. But they don't mention anything in the first one. So no. I'm glad that you've got this because you'll be so, able to So I don't know when they mention it. But yeah, like, so Bader found him, like, under the... Into, like, the, the road to the, the dark, dark roads, deep roads or something like that. Deep roads, which is like... Yeah. 
if you haven't played it before, it's a the plot of Dragon Age reminds me a little bit of Game of Thrones. So you get like the the you know almost like the White Walkers underground. You get kind of that thing going on, and yeah. a lot of the dwarves live under there, or like live at least on in the surface, kind of like a bit like Lord of the Rings, I guess. They like they like to be in the ground, mm-hmm. um, and but there's unfortunately a lot of bad stuff down there, and you can go a little bit like crazy. There's Illyrium, which is like a it's like a magic source, but it's a bit dangerous, a bit toxic. Like if right. you have too much of it, you can go a bit a bit mad and mm-hmm. then become like I don't know some sort of monster. Um, so yeah, like you found him down there, and then like you rescued him, um, but it's believed that he's like that sandal is like lyrium adult like he's covered okay. in it and that's why i think one why he's so good at enchantment mm-hmm. but also maybe he's a little bit like can't communicate very well he's a little bit kind of has some issues um and apparently circle of magi which is like basically like the mages um want him and they want to like study him uh, or kind of use him a little bit so it's a little oh. bit dodgy so Bowden yeah. is kind of taking him and looking after him to make sure that they didn't get him because who knows what you know they would do yeah um later on in the games i don't know if these are any of your facts or anything no i've only got one fact and this isn't too um, gaming so he he is in number two mm-hmm. and the only thing i remember really about him there is that um it's just a funny line where Bowden basically tells the main character that sandal was burned down their house twice <laughs> using enchantments which is hilarious but that's not really pivotal to the story but later on in dragon age inquisition um it seems that he has predicted some of the game's events okay so i think he might predict them in number two because he mentioned things about like the sky and as you if you know even if you play a little bit of inquisition it's all about the something to do with the sky breaking Mm. um and there's also a point in the game where he just starts talking normally like just for a segment i'm not going to spoil what it is or what he says but he just becomes like he's lucid starts, kind of thing this, like starts saying weird shit like oh, talking right. like and so you're like and Bowden sort of says like what and he starts he just goes enchantment and it goes back to normal and you're like what the fuck did he just say yeah and so i think that sandal actually because we, we've still got another dragon age game to come out mm. sandal actually plays a really big part in the game that no one really kind of noticed okay. so i think that maybe there's something stopping him from being being able to speak or there's mm. there's something about it and that's why he was my number two because i felt like he's Although he's this kind of simple person that sells you and helps you do stuff, like there is something more to him. And I think he could become quite an important part of the story, which is rare, I think, for someone like a shopkeeper. Yeah. Yes, they help you with progress, but there's some yeah, there's something deeper going on there with Sandal. Oh man. Little I'm really sandal. trying to take a risk now because I feel like you've got a lot more to say that other than I just Well, I've really I've said it all, so it's he, like uh, my <laughs> one of the things to say is you know when you mentioned about him being in the room full of people like dead and covered yeah. in blood and him covered in blood that happens again in dragon age 2 oh really and i think it's like an ode to that yeah um, you basically find him again and he's in a room and you're basically like sandal <laughs> what happened what did you do like, this enchantment 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 bitch lovely enchantment good old enchantment yeah. so we i think we've, we've covered him really and yeah. i think that that's nice yeah. i don't have anything to replace him with though so oh no but that's okay any... uh... no i don't have anything because okay. like i said i it was hard to get my list together yeah um but that's okay because we spent quite a lot of time talking about sandals so. yeah i have one fact about sandal yeah so if you have any facts feel no, free to jump them in the only one i've got is um his voice actor his voice actor is uh yuri lowenthal who also does uh sasuke from naruto Aww. i want to make characters that and then also uh peter parker slash spider-man in the 2008 uh 2018 spider-man game so the recent nice. spider-man game he's been he's awesome. a quite a big voice actor does loads of work but there's like two two that i figured people would know cool um but yeah that was my that was my facts did you have any facts or were you just no i kind of just ones? used the ones that we were talking about yeah but then sandal sandal's an interesting one i do you like sandal sandal's cool yeah i'm joking nice interesting. all right then well then it's uh my number three number three i won't have a number two okay so that's okay that's all right we can fill it full of something my number three is no i might say a surname wrong uh, Marcus Kinsade from Borderlands, oh. Borderlands series, because he's in all of them. Right. Um, he's actually quite a pivotal character in the actual games, despite mm. the fact he's also a merchant. He's also the driver of the bus that brings in the original four bolt buttons in the original game, um, mm. and he's just very pivotal. 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 In the whole game, um, obviously he does sell weapons and he's an ammo vendor. Um, throughout Pandora and he's in all the games just doing that he's got vending machines he's just he's just the the gun guy but there's something quite interesting about Marcus um and that is the fact that he's just 
he's not your ordinary kind of helpful person. Hmm. He's a bit of a dick. Oh. But he's a likable dick. But he's right. he's quite barbaric in his kind of personality and attitude. Mm. He's quite impatient. He's very stingy. A lot of time you can do missions for him where you basically track down people that haven't either paid or have oh, done him wrong in okay. any other way. And he effectively just sometimes is like kills them. He has like a no refunds policy which could end in someone's death. Oh. So, but he's, it's quite funny because it's Borderlands. So it's always like... It's not like that dark, really. Like, no, it's always comical. Yeah. And I think that's kind of... They, they play on Marcus's kind of like no bullshit attitude. Yeah. Um, so a lot of time, especially in Borderlands 2, you see him like shooting customers, asking for a refund and like... He's, yeah. But he's, he's he is nice because if you do stuff for him, like he will thank you mm. and he will be like very grateful. And I think he has a soft spot for all of the Vault Hunters. But I think for other people, yeah, he's just very much like... You don't mess with him. Yeah, he's yeah. just not a. You don't not pay him more. Yeah. yeah, he's also very. He's very acquainted with the Vault Hunters as well. Like I said, he's he is in. I think he's got quite. He does all the narration effectively as well. Okay, he does. If I think Tales from Borderlands as well, Telltale, like he does all the narration for that. I think he's in there as well. Like he's just he's just so ingrained in the game. It's almost like you would if you took him out, it wouldn't be Borderlands. If that yeah. makes sense. Um he's just got a lot of depth to him too. Like you can, you know, he's not just one of these sort of characters that just exists. He's just, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, there's a lot to him. Hmm. And that's it really. That's all I really got to say about Mark. Cause he's just, he's just a cool guy, but he's just a bit of a knob. Yeah. But in a good way. That's always that is even possible. You want him on your side. Yeah. Um, I have got some facts about him and that he was, uh, apparently Mad Moxie's third husband. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I know Moxie's got a number of husbands. Yes. So this Handsome is kind of being, being one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that. And I thought that was quite interesting. I thought, yeah. well, okay. Just getting around. Um, and that apparently he credits his obesity um, from Mad Moxie. <laughs> because she said something about how if people look weak, um, they would underestimate them. And so... He decided to apparently just put on some weight. Apparently, yeah. That I tried it so hard to get facts on Marcus. I just didn't know. She couldn't find anything. Like yeah. there was so much about his character, his personality. But in regards to facts, he's a bit of a mystery as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just picked him just because he's so intertwined in the story, and he's just quite. It's just quite funny. Yeah, there's something. Trouble Cube story is a bit more interesting when they've got a little bit more like involvement yeah. than just like a random person that you never remember the name of exactly yeah. So, yeah so marcus is cool nice he's a cool guy just don't get on his bad side just, yeah but he yeah. sells you guns i mean that's the main sorry one thing i've noticed is with these i'm not even noticing what they're selling what they're doing for you oh yeah i mean marcus spoken about what they've no like sold it anyway no. oh it's character development isn't it but yeah he yeah. sells you some good guns effectively nice some good shit i was thinking, i mean most of what you're gonna buy in borderlands is guns right so yeah yeah that kind of makes sense pretty much that's it. That's a good one. So mine are quite nice and quick, but that's cool because we're hot. Yeah. I think it's going to be quite a speedy one just because we're warm. Um, yeah, you're number two. I realise that I do have an honourable mention, actually, uh, for my number two when we... Because you took okay. mine. So I, yeah. can, um, I can mention that. That's cool. So this is my that's number it. three. Yes. Um, so my number three is uh, Stan S. Stanson's from a Monkey Island series. I thought you might put this in. I'm going to have Stan. Um, so Stan is in, I think, every Monkey Island game. I'm pretty sure he's in every Monkey Island game. Um, he's just like your classic sleazy sales, car salesman. Like, picture old-fashioned kind of salesman, and that's Stan. Um, to describe Stan, he's got, like, this giant 10-gallon hat, like, cowboy hat on with a suit that is, like, obnoxiously bright and checkered. Um, and I like him already. In the early games, um, his pattern jacket, like, doesn't actually move with him. Like, it, it's like he move, he's moving, but the patterns don't seem like... It's weird. If you look at the picture, it's like the texture is on there, but it's not, like, wrapped around the arms. It's just, like, a flat texture, which makes it look even weirder. But they, apparently they did it on purpose. So I've got a bit of a, a fact about that. Um, and that's in the sense of like on the very first game they didn't need to do it like he just has a very flat pattern just it was like technical limitation mm. they wanted him to have like a patterned thing this and the first game was on floppy disk uh is worth saying and it was all pixeled and stuff like that so they managed to get this texture in um but then they found it was like super his thing and it just kind of worked for him having this really flat te texture so it kind of maintained through all the series while he was 2d 
Mm-hmm. And then I think in the last two games where they switched to 3D, they actually found that they couldn't do it, where they couldn't have a texture on something that just didn't uh, also then bend yeah. to whatever it was on. So he kind of lost that. Apparently, they really struggled to try and get oh. it to work. So he I like that they like that idea. they're just determined to keep it going. Yeah, it works. It really works for him. If you look at him, it just like looks like a crazy person. And mm. the thing about Stan is he just has this thing where he talks a thousand miles a minute constantly at you like to to guy brush trying to sell him a boat in the first game but while he's doing this his arms are flailing like crazy like he's standing still and he's like come see my boat see all the sails like do all these things kind of like those inflatable things the wacky waving um, two man (laughs) yeah those things yeah those things are there um and he's just constantly frantically trying to sell you upsell you it's like being in a wh smith you know when they're like at the end of the counter do you want this chocolate do you want this this? yeah (laughs) Right at the end. That is that is Stan's that is Stan's whole goal uh, for being in Monkey Island. Um, he also has different... So we're talking about people that actually sell things. He's not kind of your traditional kind of salesperson in these games. You don't really buy anything specifically off Stan like constantly mm-hmm. with your money, but it's like part of the story in which you have to buy stuff from Stan every single during the game. Right. It's a point and click game. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of on a different system. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, I think the first game he sells you boat. So he's got a boat and you you need the boat so you're trying to buy the boat off him it's like a used boat salesman it's always used everything is always oh, used course. so it's a used boat thing then in the second game he opens a mortuary and it sells used coffins which in itself is like a bit of a joke i mean yeah. used coffins um i think and then eventually in the third game he gets stuck inside one of his coffins um and you find him in the third game he had to break him out and he then decides to sell in life insurance to you because of death he suddenly realized in his own mortality that he's got death in the fourth game he starts selling timeshares and the state agent he just likes remember. to do it all doesn't right he? and then in the fifth game i think he does uh what is it like used used restaurant supply owned restaurant supplies <laughs> and courtroom I need, I need to start paraphernalia. Taking, taking ideas from this guy right he is just constantly coming out with the ideas like this is just always what he's on Entrepreneur. um Exactly. I think the definition of the entrepreneur, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's just that's just Stan. That's just all what he's selling. Um, he's a great character. The, the voice acting for him when he gets voice acting is just uh, great. It just really fits with him. Um, it's just that typical like American car, used car salesman. I yeah. just don't really know. He's just always got a grin. Again, like we said, there's not really much to talk about with Stan, but he's just a great character in the series that I like anyway. And he just kind of falls into the realm of being a shopkeeper. So I thought I'd put him in. And if you need a used coffin, well, you know where to go. Exactly. That's exactly kind of what you want. No, I think, I don't know. I can't remember what they say. They talk about it. the way. whole bit, but it's a it's a good one. Our shopkeepers are quite fucked up, to be honest. There's not many nice ones, I mean, there? we've gone from like basically a zombie merchant so you had burger pants. A guy who sticks burgers down his pants. Yeah. The only nice thing we've had is a moogle. Marcus is a bit of a knob. Oh, Sandal is a bit... Sandal's damaged. Sand... <laughs> That's so mean. He is. He I'm got, not sure like... you can say that about people. <laughs> he had... He was damaged. He's a damaged human being. It's not like he wasn't born that way. You said yourself. There's the thing that he got, like, Fuck attacked no. by people. Brutal. What would you for rather someone that you love... Um, special he's a bit you know he's unique he is unique he's a he unique, is unique guy and he's got powers but i wouldn't be and he's, i wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's damaged i think he's i think he's a lovely the, lovely the, guy the poor dwarf can say two words i think something has happened to him something has happened which maybe we'll find out maybe yeah. we'll find out what's happened to sandal exactly but yeah my point still stands these merchants yeah they're not got problems they have. <laughs> they've all got problems yeah wow, Stan, Stan has a lot of things um, moving on facts I've kind of told you one <laughs> fact about uh, Stan yeah. and that's his suit and the only other fact I had was that Stan actually appears in the opening of Stardew Valley what? yeah what in Stardew mean? Valley there is a scene in which you're going you know when you're in your little cubicle and it shows you the picture of all the people working in the cubicles and you're like yeah. I'm giving up my life <gasps> from here in one of those cubicles is a man who fits the exact look and thing of Stan that's and everyone so thinks that it's cool probably him i mean yeah eric brown's 10 probably... gallant hat with his smile and he's got like the suit on yeah. and I he mean, just looks exactly like him eric brown's like made references to other things doesn't he like things like the scarecrow he's made load of references in stardew valley so it's, yeah. like, it's likely that he probably has wanted to put some something on there yeah oh that's yeah. cute i like he's that in there. um but yeah that's, that's stan again quite a short one other than stan but stan's a great character and it's just typical humor mm. from monkey island so it's great 
we are taking on honorable mentions now, aren't we? But I might just no, I know two. we're on my number two, but I don't have a number two now. So oh. I might just But mention... I need a number two, so You do need a number two. That wasn't your number two. No, that was my number three. I can't you think that I could count? You need to come up with something to talk about now. Okay, so I'm gonna bring up uh um a character another character from Borderlands that I just thought of suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh which is Crazy Earl. Crazy Earl. Crazy Earl um, is in probably Borderlands 1, I'm not sure. Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. and also Borderlands 3. Crazy Earl in 2, you never actually see him apart from his eyes. Mm. Um, he sells like Iridium stuff. So you buy things with Iridium and you get like either you can unlock gun slots or you can other slots, backpack okay. slots. Um, in the third one, you can unlock uh, like fashion. So that's nice. But the funny thing about Earl is you never see his body. He only he has like a slot, you know those like door slots where they go. Shh. Oh, okay. And he part. is the most passive aggressive, like man ever. Grumpy. He just his one line is always like "What you want?" Like that's it. Like he he just hates you. You're buying stuff of him, but he just fucking. There's some really funny yeah. quests from what I remember in the second one and the third one, where like Earl's gotten you to do some stuff and and I think Marcus at one point ends up maybe in there with him and he gets really upset about yeah. it and says like marcus like can't get out and like marcus pees somewhere or something i don't know it's quite funny but um yeah crazy Earl, he's just he's just a really weird character yeah that's just always really angry and has really funny voice lines and that's my slot in for number two slot because number two yes because nice. that's all i've got i've got no other information about crazy Earl. he's just he's just funny <laughs> that works i mean you don't need it, it was it's an impromptu so yeah so that means we're on to your number two which i'm excited for yes. but also nervous it's okay. I don't think you will have this one. Okay. So my number two is Brock and Sindri from God of War. The most recent one, 2018 God of War. I haven't fully played it yet. Ah, so you have these guys to look forward to. Okay. Um, I really like these guys. And these are actually the inspiration for this list because I liked them so much in the game. Um, they uh, are two dwarf brothers. And they pretty much have a whole story plot that runs the whole length of the game. It's kind of like a B plot during mm. the game um, in which you're kind of helping them. They're helping you. And you just learn about these two brothers. When you start off, um, like this is a spoiler, when you start off, they're estranged. They don't talk to each other. You find one dwarf. Aww. You find Sindri, who's the uh, like taller of the two and wears like really fancy kind of armor and gloves. He's a little bit like... He's a little meek, nervous. He's a germaphobe. Like he won't touch anything. He won't let you touch him. Like he'll come near him. Like he's just a bit skittish kind of person. Um, has a real thing for his personality. And he tells you about his brother Brock. And eventually you meet his brother Brock. And his brother Brock is like a complete opposite. He's really brash. He like constantly insults you when you go up to him. Like, but he's kind of like ends up having a bit of a got like heart of gold like he's really sweet um to you like eventually after certain things happen with you and you kind of see him for so long um and it's basically about the, the two brothers being like estranged and they basically work as uh, your blacksmiths in the game so they upgrade your weapons yeah. each time you visit them um and they kind of do slightly different things but the idea is they're just two different types of the same kind of guy um but I just really liked the fact that they had their own story. They had so much to them. They were like fully fledged little characters yeah, with their own storyline cool. and stuff. And it was, um, it kind of felt like, because then every single character that you meet and interact with in that game had a purpose. It wasn't, I don't think mm. you just, you didn't have just the shopkeeper slash merchant was there because they needed someone to be that that kind yeah. of side of stuff. Um, it was like, they were just there because it was, interesting and fun like. i think that's the, that's a good shopkeeper in merchant though isn't it because yeah. you know we haven't mentioned ones that don't really do anything that don't have a personality it's it's about the ones that do and it's so much better when they do have personality and depth to them because mm-hmm. it makes the world seem more real exactly yeah you feel so concerned because like i said they're like characters in themselves and everybody you meet and talk to in the game is a character and so it doesn't feel like you're just in a game it doesn't yeah. take you out it doesn't break that kind of immersion side of things for you which is really interesting um so yeah they're just i won't really tell you much about it but there's a great comic relief that you get from them as well they're very funny to talk to that's always good too um and they, the little missions and stuff they send on you and you kind of go with on for them sometimes slash they appear up and they always just pop up so they have magical kind of portals that you don't really learn about because you again you find them in worlds that you've like spent ages trying to get to in the game like you visit the different worlds in the game um from Norse mythology and these guys will just appear in them and again you address it you're like how the hell did you get here and they're like do that like same with sandal and bowden they always appear anywhere that you go and so does um 
the merch yeah <laughs> Resident Evil 4 just like how have you done these things but yeah they magic. they actually explain it and they say well I'm a dwarf I have dwarf powers we just use the magical <laughs> realms like, that we're not like you human peasants yeah pretty much they're just like well you do whatever you want um but yeah they're really they're fun characters and I really really mm. like them um one is I didn't really describe Brock Brock is the shorter one of the two and he's blue Oh. Um, and one of my um, one of my facts is actually about why he's blue. So when you talk to Sindri about it, he asks. He basically says that his brother w- turned blue during to like a blacksmithing silver metalling. He was always using silver with right. his hands, and he developed. Uh, and I, it's like Argyria, A R G Y R I A. Close enough. Yeah. I can't add something. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm so sorry. But it's basically a medical thing where you turn blue. Like you can get it if you handle certain metals. Too oh, much. in real life. Yeah, in real life, you can turn blue if you handle certain wow. metals, and that's kind of what he said. However, there is another story that this. appears in the game. Don't. It's quite okay. Quite horrible. Um, I won't. But basically, another story in the game is that um, Brock was actually poisoned by a spider that killed him on the spot, and Sindri then had to go to the Lake of Souls to bring his brother's spirit back and put him back in the body, but he. And he recovered and he's alive again, but he never recovered and stopped being blue. Okay. So that's why like Brock might be blue very and Sindri became kind of twitchy and a bit weird. It's like there's lots of Norse mythology. Um, it's a base around that. And that's uh my second fact is um that Brock's name in Old Norse means the one who works with metal or blacksmith. Cool. Um but he's actually from like all the characters in God of War um that they talk about and they name other than like the two main uh guys. Um, are all actual Norse mythology and Norse god, gods and stuff. So these guys are actually based on Norse yeah. Sindri and Brock are actually people who have not existed but are in that. But War is always world. like very good with all that stuff, isn't it? It's really yeah. interesting. It's really well done. Um, they kind of cover things and they they say that the brothers they think are the two guys who made Thor's hammer. Um, and that mm. kind of gets talked about in the story and stuff like this. And it's just so well intertwined yeah. and stuff. It's just, it's really fascinating and they're really fun. So yeah, that's my number two. I just awesome. really enjoy Brock and Century and the game. It's a great game. So I think what we should do now is obviously we've got some more mentions. Yes. But I think um, either after or before, should we ask people if they want to tell us theirs? Yeah, if you want to tell us theirs now and then we'll read ours. And then yeah. by the time we get to you guys, maybe you would have typed some things, give you some time. Um, will it appear on our screen? On the screen? Uh, I can put it on the screen, yeah. <laughs> do it. All right then. Um, so we can talk about, well, when they've put them, if they put them. Uh, put it in. I can put it in. Technology. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So if you type in uh, anybody that you went to mention that we haven't mentioned, yeah, then any shopkeepers feel free. you can think of. I mean, some of them there might not even be any because, as we said, like unfortunately, a lot of shopkeepers are boring. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, mm. it feels like I'm like shaming them, but shaming and shitting on them. But... I've got a couple that I've not spoken about yet. In my honourable mentions area. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess we can, we can, if anyone wants to put theirs in, if not, we'll just, like, we'll do ours as well. And... Well, we'll do ours first, and then okay. by the time we finish, if people have put stuff in, then uh, uh, we're all good. Yeah, you do yours. Okay, so my one, I had Stiltskin in there, because yeah. I love some Stiltskin and Final Fantasy Nine. I also have uh, Funky Kong from Donkey Kong 64. Yes. Oh, you did so much better um, than I did. Loved. There's also, I think, another Cranky Kong, I think, is also kind of a merchant for you. Yeah. Uh, who's great. Um, But Funky Kong's the best. Um, I then also got uh, money bags from Spyro oh, yeah. too, because he always like turns up and charges you money for yeah. random shit. Um, and Tom Nook. I didn't want to put Tom Nook in there. Because technically he's a merchant. He is a merchant, slash but keeper, he's, slash loan shark. he's incredibly um, hmm, and, untrustworthy. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lincoln also, you said Tom Nook. Yeah. See, he's just, he is. Technically, he's Tom Nook is good at what he does, but I don't he trust earns him. He earns some money. I don't trust him. As you shouldn't with all I feel like good. He'll break your knees. Good. Uh, I still currently owe him my my loan. Mm. Uh, I have the money, but it, I'm on my last route. Like, I don't, basically, I don't need to pay him back now. No. Um, right. And so I've got this hanging over my head. You know, I've got real life problems. And I've also got Tom Nook in the back of my head just being like. Yeah, I haven't paid for my last extension yet. I've uh, I've taken a, I've taken a break from uh, the Animal Crossing world, so maybe when I return, yeah, I'll do it. He's there. He's waiting for you. <laughs> he never goes away. Never was forget. That, was that your last one? That's my last one. That's all the ones I have. Um, 
yeah, like I said, Lincoln Center, Tom Nook. So um, we could probably just move on to number well, one. I've, what about Mariam? I oh, have, I'm sorry, I, have... I didn't realise you had honourable mentions because I thought you were struggling <laughs> for your list. I thought of one. All right, what's yours? While we were sat here. Um, and that is, do you know in Wind Waker, there's a Goron who has like a backpack on and he's got like loads of stuff on oh, his back. Oh, yeah. And he's he's almost like in disguise. Like He wears a hat and he's got like, he's got a moustache on. Because Gorons aren't in the game really, are they? He's like the only one, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot about this Goron. Like he looks like that. He's almost like, you're like, oh, are you a Goron? Are you not a Goron? Because you can't really, you can't really tell until you like really look at him and then you're like, no, you're definitely, you're definitely a Goron. But yeah, he's like the only one and he, he sells yeah. you stuff. I can't remember what he sells you. But, um... Yeah, he does turn up. Do you know, uh, if you have the leaf and you blow the leaf at him, his hat comes up and he shows you that he's a Goron. You see his head. I think I did know that, but I couldn't remember. Fuck your big leaf. But yeah, like I just, I just literally that. I just yeah. thought it was cool. No, no more to it than that. I just thought it was cool. He's a good, he's a good mention actually. Yeah, from, from that one. So yeah, if anyone's got any more, let us know. But it's yeah. it's a tough one. I mean, I really struggle with single shopkeepers from games. I feel like it's not that I don't like them. It's just they don't always stick in your mind. Yeah, it's not, and the ones that do are kind of the mm. the obvious ones. So Zer, that is a good point. I should Zer, have actually put Zer nine. from Destiny in. Um... We can say that. We can show. Lincoln. Nice. <laughs> Didn't know I could do this. So this Zer, is yeah, Zer is Destiny, isn't it? I'm pretty sure yeah. Zer is Destiny. Um, Destiny too. Yeah, I like Zer because he always sells you all the good shit, mm-hmm. all the um, exotic, exotic stuff. Yeah, but he scares me because he's got basically tentacles as, as a face. Oh. So. so he's kind of like Cthulhu. Yeah, mm. which I didn't notice for a long time, and then I really went up close to him, and I was like, "Oh, okay, not my friend." Uh, yeah, like, like I said, my one of my mentions as well that I put in was um, was just the stock people from Undertale. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, uh, well, I like those. Um, the only one I thought of while we were talking about it is there is I can't remember his name. So if anybody knows it, please let me know. Um, is in Bayonetta, there's a shopkeeper that you visit pretty much constantly, mm. and he's like this really big dude. And he has a bar that you visit, and he's always really cool. I always really like to go and see him, but I cannot remember his name. Yeah. Like me. That's okay. All right. So I think our number one, or your number one, but I can feel like it's just going to be both of our number ones because it's my number one. It's the legend himself, the, the, the main man. <laughs> The lad. Our fave. Beetle. Oh! Obviously, it was always Obviously, be Beetle. <laughs> we always both had to have the same. Uh, I mean, we love we love this guy enough to basically have him in our podcast all the time. Yeah. That so, was probably clue number one for everybody. I think that we always knew. And he is the best shopkeeper. He is. He's fantastic. So, for anyone that doesn't know Zelda and you've always wondered who the hell Beetle is, he is a recurring character in the Legend of Zelda series, first appearing in the in Wind Waker. Yeah. Um, he's a travelling merchant. He sells various goods to the player that will aid them in their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, though, it does appear in Minish Cap, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, Skyward Sword, and Breath of the Wild. So he's got around after that point. He travels um, the land after then. He also like incorporates memberships into into his business, which yeah. is clever. He's a clever guy. Again, more entrepreneurship. Yeah, but the thing that makes me think about Beetle is like he always seems to be everywhere. In every game that span millennia. Yeah, like, like thousands of years. But he's always looks the same and he's always Beetle. So I've decided that Beetle is a time traveller. Oh, that's an interesting one. I don't know if he is, but... But, I mean, he's kind of... I don't know how else to explain He's it. like the hero of shopkeepers, because he's he basically... Like, the hero of time is Link, right? Like, yeah. he always looks the same. He's always in every game. He spans millennia, spans different timelines. Yeah. So does Beetle. Therefore, Beetle must be the hero of shopkeepers. All that we know is... We, well, I'd, maybe maybe he's the hero of time. Maybe we thought maybe. Link was, you know, the hero of time, but no, it's Beetle. It's Beetle. It's that guy. Can't do it without Beetle. Um, I just... I love... Beetle, because I think first meeting Wind Waker, he has a little boat, yeah. And because obviously Wind Waker is based on the sea, so you're you're mm-hmm. all in <laughs> Beetle to the future. <laughs> Sorry, I had that was a great comment. I don't, I loved it. Um, exactly. He's he's Doc Brown mm. in in like Zelda series. Yeah, like he he's just really cute, and his voice lines are one of the reasons I think we love him. Yeah, because as soon as you enter his boat, I can't remember how he says hello. He doesn't. He just says, like, I, I oh. don't know whether he actually says hello to you or whether he just makes a noise. I feel like he says hello. Um, yeah, he has, like... I know he says, he goes, like, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. When you buy stuff. I think his hello is just, like, 
Ow! Is the beetle noise. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he just has these fantastic voice lines that are amazing. Yeah. And he's just such a weirdo, but I love him. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> the only one in the series before Breath of the Wild had voice acting in that had voice yeah. acting other than like Link making noises and like Navi yeah. making noises. Everyone else made kind of things, but he was mm. the only one who got like actual two words. Yeah. There's just something really endearing about his character. Yeah. It's unexplainable. It's his little face. He's got such a... Like innocent face like couldn't couldn't harm you if you wanted yeah, to maybe, want there, maybe to. there's an undertone you yeah. know you just we just don't know we, well, we think he could be a time traveler yeah here's all these different like like a nice time traveler yeah a nice one not an evil one because he's well he's a time traveler that's monopolizing everyone's money oh it's clever then just uh i like i like Tom seeing of time travel i like seeing the breath of the wild though because that's a game i only played recently yeah and obviously now he doesn't have a boat he's now just got a big like backpack yeah and he wanders around and he's he he's also like a bit of a um he appears where you don't expect him to like you're like i saw you five like i don't know like five miles down the road and now he's in front of you yeah and you're like <laughs> riding your horse you've like literally been the speed yeah. of like riding and then he's just like walking the other way yeah. like, how did you get here beetle? with his backpack oh. i want that backpack the giant beetle backpack that he yes. wears in uh, breath of the wild yeah, it's, it's just fantastic cool. I just sort of have a lot of facts, unless you've got more to say about anything else. About um, so here's your number one. Too. Yeah, I don't think so. I think again, like like you've said, um, actually there is one thing that I wanted to mention, and we we're talking about him in um, in Wind Waker. In Wind Waker, there's another boat that you find in Wind Waker that's like uh, that's a beetle boat that you go on to, and it's normally around. I think it's around like where you're kind of doing some of the more dungeony boss type things. And it's basically you go in there and it's Beetle with a hat on. Like it's a, a helmet. He's basically Beetle yeah, with a helmet on. And no, he pretends like he's not Beetle and he just says, I'm Beetle's assistant. I'm not actually Beetle. It's like Beetle, mate, come on. And he's definitely Beetle. <laughs> I like that you're saying as if you're like really annoyed about it. <laughs> Why would he not pretend to be oh just yeah? How could you do this, Beetle? <laughs> betrayed. Betrayed our trust. Forever betrayed by Beetle. <laughs> not my pen yeah um, no i remember yeah. That now. so yeah that's him uh that's my only little thing that i wanted to add yeah other than that i've got some uh facts as well so let's take it in terms of the facts then. all right so i've then. got a few this is the bulk of my information about beetle all right um apparently beetle is a master spirit who owns and operates beetle's tent in super smash bros ultimate oh i don't know anything about super i don't smash think bros, i've got so. to that point in super smash bros ultimate so um, um when i find it i'll let you know but i love how it says here beetle will excitedly greet anyone who enters his tent and um, i love that it's like oh he that's pra- just, and he praises people that purchase from him like, it's just a beetle thing to that do. is just beetle for and through so isn't beetle, it yeah. isn't it um mm-hmm. right you're, you can know your fact um i've got the uh, bits about his uh etymology of his name because we always love talking about where he gets his name from oh yeah so they've said like the name beetle is likely derived from the beetle motif the beetle motif that he wears on his pants in wind waker if you look on his little shorts he's got like a beetle right there yeah um however there's also been believed to be a reference to the beatles the yeah. band um mostly because of his hair style <laughs> is like the mop yeah. like the little bucket like mop top haircut that's famous by these bands and actually is beetles yeah. like and he really loves beetles like that's he does well him. in skyward sword you like he tells you that he loves them or something mm. um and obviously in breath of the Wild, he's got a beetle shaped backpack and so... you trade beetles i think with yeah. him in japan he'll give you money I for think beetles maybe stuff, it's a cross so. between the two i don't know Just all beetle mania anything yeah. beetles yeah um all right my other fact mm-hmm. was that it's my favorite fact ever <laughs> Uh, in the United Kingdom and Ireland instruction <laughs> booklet, Phantom yeah. Hourglass, Beetle is mistakenly called Terry. <laughs> I love mistakenly called Terry. Like, what? Beetle sounds nothing like Terry. I know. How did you get from Beetle to Terry? And, like, who did this? And I'm not offending anyone that's called Terry out there, but it's just quite, you know, you get a name like Beetle and you're like, oh, that's a that's a quite a Zelda-y name. And they're mm. like, hey, I'm Terry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey I'm Dave. Hey, Terry. Yeah, it's one of those names. It's just like a very. It's not. I don't know. It could be his middle name. That is true. Well, Terry. We should know. We should know that his middle or name. Or maybe that's Terry is the guy in the helmet. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's it. But yeah, I always had that fact, and it was just like, what? Why? It, Why? Yeah. Why is he called Terry? That's, but I love it. It's like saying that, you know, Link is accidentally called Graham. Like it just doesn't. There's there's some. Where is Terry? That would be fantastic. From From now on, whenever I'm asked what is your hero's name, it's gonna be Graham. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What about your fact? Mm. So I've actually just covered my fact when I was saying about okay. um, the fact that um, the voice acting—he was like the only voice acted thing in the end of the series. Well, so I've got carry on with more facts. A great fact for you, which oh. I'm really surprised you didn't have, which is my favorite Super fact, excited. maybe of all time. It's not that funny, but if you know the voice, which we all know because we hear it every episode mm-hmm. most of the time, um, is the voice actor of Beetle. Which I don't think that you would expect this person to be the voice actor of Beetle. So his name is Keith James Ferguson. I there are other things he's in. He does things like Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. But the two things that I was most shocked about was that he is one Lord Saladin from Destiny and Destiny Two, and also Reaper from Overwatch. <laughs> oh my god! What the That's fuck? amazing. How is he Reaper? Like Reaper is such a like a angry, yeah. aggressive man such voice. Such a gruff. Deep um, voice. He's also Beetle. Oh my god! All along, and we didn't know. That man okay. has range. Oh man, good job, Keith. Yeah, Keith coming at it with the the Reapers and the Beetles. That's quite. Uh, if someone ever asks you, like, can you do a different range of voices? You just do Beetle, and then immediately after, I'm trying to think of a Reaper voice line so we can compare the two. But it's like death becomes you something like that. <laughs> that was that it. was like your Goblin voice, which everyone loves, by the way. My Goblin voice is a higher pitched. That's true. Everyone wants it. I'm really. not doing it again. Okay. It'll come um, out in a special occasion. But just imagine him going in and just playing like playing his uh, his mm. voice acting like roll tape, um, and just being like, "Yep, you know, some Lord Saladin, some Reaper, and then just bow." Thank you. <laughs> They're just like, okay. That is, yeah, that's a fantastic fact. I mean, if that was us, we'd be like, "You're hired." Yeah. <laughs> no question. You're Beetle. Beetle. Do you wow, need to know anything yeah, else so about it? Just Beetle. That's. Uh, that's good. It's my last one. I like it. It's a good fact. If that's the last fact that you have and that's the last fact that we talk about, that's um kind of the end of the uh um end of the episode. It is, yeah. And I have to admit, Steph, you do you do keep your goblin voice for the Patreon, don't you? We basically sell Steph's goblin voice for uh Hey, it was on we, the we creepy don't. pasta episode. It was, yeah. Uh and that's the only time it's ever appeared and ever come out of But if mouth. people want to subscribe to our Patreon, then I may or may not say that you can have more goblin voice. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> But pay for it. Um, I guess yeah, we can do some like housekeeping now. I suppose. Yeah, should do our general housekeeping. Um, and sort of wrap up the episode. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Well, um, thank you very much for joining us. This has been interesting. Try and take this yeah. on a on our road. Um, where can they find all about our stuff, Nikki? There is a website. Got no. Oh my gosh, what's it got till five? Because. There's stuff on the side, and I <laughs> there's got to five stuff on the screen. I put it on the screen for you now. I mean, gametoafive.com. Don't go to gottoafive.com. It's because gottoafive go and gametoafive are very similar. I mean, if you want to go see our brother our podcast, up. then uh, fine. You can go there too. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at gametoafive and Instagram at gametoafive. Um, Small things. Steph's doing all the stuff with the stuff, and also. You can go to our Patreon if you want to support us in any way. We really appreciate it. You don't have to, but there's some more content on there if you'd like. Yeah. Um, and that's about it, really. I mean, it'd be lovely if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and our Twitch, obviously, yeah. if you're watching now. Hopefully, we will actually do a YouTube one, a version of these, and not a... What are we on? We're on Twitch. Twitch one. <laughs> Where are we? Instead. Um, yeah, like I said, it was just a, a weird 24-hour notice thing, so hopefully we can do it. Um, but this will be uploaded to YouTube afterwards, so you can watch it. Yeah. Um, and if you're in an audio only, I hope this hasn't been too weird for you. Yeah. Version. I mean, you can always watch us on YouTube now. We, let us know if you've enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, and we'll, we'll do it again. But yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a nice little weird thing just to do, see what it's like, see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for joining, whether it's been in audio in the future or yeah. live. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. Um, And we will probably see you soon. Bye. Bye.